Well, I just got back from a trip to, to Singapore. Um, Did you see the waterfall at the airport? At the airport? No. I they just opened this new 60-meter <laughs> waterfall inside the airport. Oh, I, I saw the video of that, but I, I didn't know about where it was. Anyway, I'm happy to report Jesus is Lord in Singapore. Amen. Um, it's halfway around the world, just about exactly. And much of the message I wrote on the plane, uh, because you're on the airplane a long time. <laughs> I'm in and go. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I uh, felt to share this morning um, from uh, John chapter 15 uh, about abiding in Christ. Uh, this is the, the chapter in John where uh, Jesus makes the I am statement, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already uh, you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, he says, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus said, I am the vine. So it's really about abiding in, in Jesus. You know, and that abiding is a, a word that we don't use a lot. Um, has to do with waiting and dwe- staying in place. We don't like to do that. We like to move around and go fast. And, uh, but um, you know, Jesus is saying, "Abide in me," and that means you know, God wants our our time. God wants our attention. God wants our, our thoughtfulness. Um, you know, and we, and we uh, show that our, our, our relationship with God is alive when we, when we spend time in prayer, when we, when we read our Bibles. Um, it's not that Jesus loves us more if we do that, but it's that we enjoy life so much more uh, when we share it with a God who fully knows us and yet deeply loves us. You know, there's nothing we can do to make God love us more than he does today. But when we abide in Christ, we come to understand how great that love is. A love that will never, never let us go. We were meant to spend each day knowing him more, whether in prayer, in a conversation, or being taught you know, through the Holy Spirit, through his word, or through a revelation of who God is just in our everyday lives. When I was in Singapore, um, I had a dream. Not, not a prophetic or a, or a revelatory dream, just a creative dream. Um, and in the dream, um, I went home with Lisa uh, to the house where I grew up in Jacksonville, and my parents had never divorced, uh, and the house looked the same as it did when I left in 1984. 
had the same furniture, uh, paint on the walls, all the same. Everything was in the same place. Now, in reality, neither my mom nor my dad have lived in that house since 1989. My dad remarried, and his second wife replaced all the furniture <laughs> and, and changed the way the house looked. But in my dream, which was just like this, you know, like it was a movie, like I'm seeing in full color, you know, Lisa meets my mom and my dad in that house. And I share that to say that, that God gave us incredibly creative minds. You know, I was struck when I woke up and I was thinking about the dream that even as the sun shined through the window, there were shadows in an image that never happened, that I just created in my mind while I was sleeping. Um, but, you know, we were made to, to create, to explore in this life. We were made by God to learn, to, to give to delight and to love. And we were made to know God. And he put a great deal of thought into each one of us, giving us great potential and purpose in his plans. But he made us to produce fruit, good fruit, fruit that brings glory to God, God the vine dresser. You know, in Genesis 1, when it says, let us make man in our image, God wasn't just thinking of one man. He was thinking of all of us who exist all time. God exists outside of time. And he thought of all of us. And he still designed each one of us uniquely and specially with great potential and purpose. And it's just amazing, amazing to me. And this is what we know and what we experience if we abide in him. Life is so much better when we do that. You know, God made us to reach out, to bless and to be a blessing. He made us to believe the best before assuming the worst. He made us to freely give grace and realize his abundant grace is what we desperately need. He made us to see the beautiful value in others in God's creation. He made us to rest in the assurance of his lavish love for us. When I was in Singapore, I went to the zoo and I saw animals and plants from all over Asia. And it was just amazing to see the creativity of God and the beauty of the things he's created. You know, without Jesus, we're a lot different. We're, we're selfish. We're self-focused. Without him, we work and strive and exhaust ourselves, all in the pursuit of something that leaves us in an empty feeling, hoping there's more to life than chasing what we want, hoping, just hoping to feel good enough. But with Christ, we are better than good enough because he steps in and fulfills what we cannot do on our own. We can't do what he made us to do without abiding in him. Abiding makes all the difference. Christ makes all the difference. Jesus said, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. Jesus is the true vine. And we cannot do what God has called us to do without him. That's the way he made us. We are unable to be faithful to his commandments without him, without abiding in Christ. Um, you know, Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of, the, of your heart. 
But it's in the Lord that our delight should be if we want to be given the desires of our heart. You know, for years, I thought I didn't deserve any nice things or a better life. Even after God blessed me in so many ways, financially, with opportunities, with wisdom, I still didn't think I was good enough. And I would act shy and I would you know, not do things to improve my circumstances because I didn't think I was, I was good enough. I worked in an office for many, many years that was in some ways abusive. You know, I, it, it was hard, hard on me. Uh, and I could have left and worked in other parts of the company, but I didn't think I deserved it. But you know, God eventually changed my thinking on this because He loved me too much to leave me like that. Amen. Even when I didn't care, He did. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. The Bible says we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are more than good enough. God made us to be excellent. His plan for us is to produce good fruit, by abiding in the true vine. You know, I begin to imagine and see that I could bless other people more if I would have more fruit in my life. And I begin to want that. So the great thing about the ver- verses uh, that I've been reading is that we don't have to be the vine. Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. That's our role. We don't have to be the vine. And that's a relief. I'm telling you. <laughs> we are not the vine. That's what Jesus does. He does it for us. He was, I used to think I needed to work hard for Jesus, and there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we slow down enough to receive, receive from Him everything that we need to produce fruit. We need to stay connected to receive all that he has for us. You know, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Abiding means dwelling in place and trusting in God. He is the true vine that we need. Are there other vines? Well, I'm not interested in those. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, and there's verses in here about about pruning, but but explains that there's a reason for the pruning. You know, verse two, he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will bear even more fruit. The vine dresser knows how much fruit we are capable of making, and how more how much more fruitful we can be, and he loves us too much to leave us in a place of bearing less fruit than that. God's love is a love that will never let go, even if you let go for a time. 
I'm honestly grateful that God didn't leave me alone bearing less fruit, living life less than what he'd made me for. You know, in my last message, I I made this comparison about the ship that God rebuilds to sail the oceans, to journey far, but it just goes back and forth in the harbor. You know, I shared about the ship built to cross the oceans. It was just going back and forth in the harbor. And, And I finally figured out that God gave me these dreams and he's restoring me and making all things new in my life so that I can fulfill the purposes for which he made me. Life should be an adventure of knowing God's goodness and mercy, his love and grace, more and more as the days go by. And we do this by abiding in him, and we will bear much fruit. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me cannot bear fruit by itself. doesn't say may not, just cannot. We must abide in him. You know, some translations use the word remain instead of abide. And I'm told the Greek there, the word means to stay, to remain, to wait. And our connection with God is, is deeply personal and individual. If we want to know God, We have to abide in him, wait on him, remain in him, wait. The psalmist wrote, my soul follows hard after thee. Early in the morning will I rise up and seek thee. Thou hast been my rest under the shadow of thy wings, will I rejoice. We bear fruit by staying connected. This is our one job, stay connected. If we do that, fruit will grow. And I'm actually glad it's that simple. There's no 10 steps to bearing fruit. It's just one. Stay connected. And it's it's that simple. And then, you know, in verse 8, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. It is to his glory that we bear much fruit. He wants our life to be profoundly and abundantly fruitful. You know, I have some fruit trees in my backyard. They're not vines, but they bear fruit. And I can tell you from watching them year over year that bearing fruit takes time. And it comes in seasons. And just because you don't see fruit doesn't mean God isn't working. Our job is to abide, to remain in Him. God makes the fruit grow. That's why He made the fruit trees. They're fruit trees. God made them to make fruit. And in a way, we're like those trees. We, we were made to bear fruit. And if we abide in him, the fruit will come. You know, the next section in this chapter begins to kind of change subjects, but really it doesn't. Um, he starts talking about the commandment that we love one another as Jesus loved us. Verse 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Then he talks about what, what that means. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So he takes it back to the to the to bearing fruit um, there in verse 16. And then the last section of this chapter is, is about how the world's going to hate us for loving Jesus. Um, and, and that they hated him because uh, of who he was. You know, I mentioned earlier that for the longest time, I, I didn't really want to pursue bearing more fruit. Um, it, it was just, I was not living, you know, the full life that God intended because I didn't think I was, I was good enough or I deserved to. And it was God's great love poured out over and over that eventually changed my thinking. I began to understand that he knew me fully and <coughs> deeply loved me. I believe God moved in my life because when we know we are fully loved by God, we are free to truly love one another. You know, so here where it's saying, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. God is going to bring about you know, uh, a change in your life to do that. Um, and I, I believe he's done that in my life. <coughs> Knowing that I was fully loved by God, I was free to truly love other people. Yes, we see, you, you see, we love better when we realize we are loved fully by our Creator. And that is Jesus' command in these verses. Love one another as Jesus has loved us. In doing so, we will bear much fruit. You know, and God, God really challenged me to, to look at love differently. Um, when, when you read through 1 Corinthians, you read all these attributes of what love is. Um, but if you look at that as only what love can give you, then you're missing out on the opportunity that you could give that kind of love. I can choose that my love will be patient, my love will be kind, will keep no record of wrongs. I can choose that my love will protect and persevere. I can give that kind of love if I abide in him. With the power of Christ, all things are made new. All broken things in me are subject to restoration, including loving as Jesus loved, a love that will never let go. And abiding makes all the difference. His grace overshadows my weakness. We are not weak. We are dependent on the only one, the only source that is dependable. Jesus is mighty, but he's also tender. 
He's as big as the universe, but he's also incredibly personal and very near. He's the savior of the world, and yet he's also the intimate lover of my soul. He is everything I need, but he's also everything I want. He is a good God. And he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, they will bear much fruit. And apart from me, apart from him, we can do nothing. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I'm so glad that Jesus is the vine. And I'm looking forward to remaining in him and seeing the fruit of that. Let's pray and say. <laughs> Lord, when we are confused, we are anxious and exhausted and struggling to be good enough. You are the light of the world that brings clarity. Jesus, when I'm dead in my sin and have lost all hope, you are the resurrection and the life. You are the vine and we are the branches. Thank you for being the true vine that we need, Lord Jesus. We cling to you and receive from you all that we need, not just to survive, but to thrive. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You should go to Singapore more often. <laughs>